0: Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, and this is my review of Matrix Resurrections. Now, at the top, I will be talking about the technical aspects, you know, uh, story, acting, and so forth, and that will be non-spoiler related. But, uh, pretty much right after that, and I will give a warning, so don't worry, I will get into spoilers, because quite frankly, I'm excited to talk about it and open up a discussion right and also the fact that it's available both in theaters and HBO max for this month you know uh, this period um, it just makes it more accessible for people right And so if you're a matrix lover um, it's there for you to watch in whatever preferred method so without further ado let's let's talk about this right this was a movie that I was excited to see um, I never thought I'd see another matrix. Uh, movie after, you know, 2003, and yeah, there there was rumors about, like, a Morpheus prequel and stuff like that, um, but, you know, nothing came to pass, and all of a sudden, it just kind of came together from what it seemed very quickly of, like, okay, uh, Lana Wachowski was announced to go ahead and direct a new Matrix, and boom, then they're in production, right? And I think for the most part, uh, you should go into this movie with as little information as possible, right? I think that'll make it uh, more exciting for you. Um, But I also think in general, uh, you obviously have to be familiar with the Matrix trilogy, right? Just at a bare minimum. um, And the deeper your involvement with that trilogy is, the more you will appreciate this one. Um, And to that point, I know I'm kind of talking about the prior movies, but it leads up into this. And again, these aren't spoilers, but I do think you know, the the the, the idea that uh, most people do like the first one the best, right? And, and it's a fantastic movie, right? It really does hold up. And then you ask people about the second and third one, they drop off, you know, to varying degrees. And I think that's because as I go back and I look at them, you know, they're not perfect movies. But ultimately, I think people just have... An issue with the macro aspect of it which is you know the first one basically says you know you are special Neo is the audience surrogate and so like he's the one we're the one you know we can do anything and then two and three really re-examine that and make it more um, for like a better term community based uh, make it so that you know you kind of you're one small part in a larger whole and you know, freedom isn't just this idea that, like, go off and do what you want. It really does come with a lot of weight to it, right? And I don't think people are ready to accept that, you know? The second one, especially Reloaded, subverts those expectations of what it means to be the one. And then the third one is really grappling with that, you know, for Neo and what that means and the conclusion it comes to, Uh, you know, I don't think it's satisfying for people, but... um, you know um, that's why enlightenment is hard, right? Uh, so that's how I approach the first three movies on a macro level, in spite of their uh, flaws. You know, in terms of the execution here and there. But anyway, so as far as this one is concerned, you know, all that to say, I was excited for it, right? Um, I think story wise, just just like if reading the outline. Um, I think, like, this is a four out of five for me. Um, I think that it takes a big swings. Um, I think it, uh, it it attempts to do and build on what it ultimately was doing with the trilogy. Not just the first one, but with the trilogy. Um, and so I applaud it for that. Acting, uh, I give this a four out of five. And not because it's, like, some knockout of the park, like, Oscar contention style acting, but... You know, everyone's solid. No one phones it in. Um, I think everyone brings something to their role um, and just do a great job with it, right? Um, in terms of the camera work, right? The cinematography and stuff like that. Uh, I think it looks good in terms of, you know, the, the colors and so forth. And there's, you know, some very interesting shots here and there. But overall, nothing... Nothing is as iconic as, like, the first three movies, right? Um, like, there's just a little bit missing there. And I know part of it's they changed up the style because they didn't storyboard everything. Um, and they, they approached it differently. It is a different cinematographer, um, all that. But in that department, it lacks a little bit. Um, it's not terrible. So I give it a 3 out of 5, you know, and that to me is, like, an average score. Um, and same thing with the editing... You know, um, I don't think it, I I think it kind of like stylistically almost goes into more, more like a Marvel movie in terms of action set pieces than what you would expect from the Matrix. Um, and same thing from the music, right, too. Like just all these, you know, camera work, editing and music, just average. And, you know, that's where it was a little bit disappointing because we have such a high regard, at least I do, right? And I imagine you do too, for what the Matrix Bra, and you know especially that first one they tied in music so organically with the score and things like that like it was just it was so well done it was perfect right here um it's got it's got the score right that you're familiar with but it doesn't go beyond that you know i think um i think the white rabbit song i think that was a brilliant use of the song and then they do uh, another take on a song you're familiar with. Um, and I think that was a great rendition that they chose to use. And I'm being vague about that. Uh, but beyond that, you know, nothing to really write home about. Um, and that's disappointing, you know. It, uh, it is. Um, you know, so to that effect, like the action scenes themselves, you know. Average. Um, and I'll talk about that more as I get into the spoilers. Pacing, you know, the movie's over two hours, um, but I think it works. It's like almost, it's about two hours and 20 minutes. Um, I, I, I think it's well-paced for what it is. Um, I don't think it drags, um, so I will give it a four out of five there. Um, production value, meaning the, the sets, the costumes, and the visual effects, um, that I give a four out of five. I think, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see Basically, twenty years after the fact, you know how far visual effects have come, and you know seeing uh, the Sentinels rendered out in in a better version. Like I, I think that stuff worked really well. Um. Again, costuming worked great. Like I, I, the the set design, um the costuming, all that was really top notch for me. You know, um. So I did appreciate that. Um, and overall. I give it a four out of five. I think there's a lot to talk about. Um, y- you know, I think, you know, the naysayers will have, a f- will find a lot of stuff to nitpick, and, and, and I'm gonna talk about all those things, but all the same, um, I think it's because perhaps they didn't get the original trilogy, you know? Um, but yeah, that's my uh, non spoiler take on this movie. Um, now I want to get into the spoilers. And an easy way to transition into the spoilers for me is to kind of say, like, this is really, like, Lana Wachowski's 8 and a half. Eight and a half 8 being the um, Federico Fellini movie. And, you know, that, that was basically an autobiographical film about this director, you know, and he didn't know... How to make his next movie, right? That's it's a very meta movie, right? It's about a director making a movie and he can't make the movie, and that was what was going on in 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 uh, Fellini's life, right? And this, in many ways, um, obviously, there's the it, it's got huge meta ness wrapped up into it, and I think uh, certainly the the beginning half is <laughs> which Lana Wachowski's Eight and a Half, right? And then it gets into more. Uh, regular territory and things like that, of like a love story and things like that. And um, one of the things I do appreciate about this movie is that it really solidifies this idea that, that there's always a love story um, and that, you know, Neo's power um, came from Trinity. Because, you know, you after, know after the uh, Matrix Reloaded, People, you know, often wonder, including myself, you know, like, what does that mean? Neo is the one? Does that even matter? And it's like, that's the whole point. Like, Neo really isn't the one. He's just this anomaly. Like, he's just basically this code that needs to reinsert itself. Like, you know, the the, the whole, like, prophecy was BS. Like, it was all made up. He's not really the one. Um, they just gave him kind of, like, cool superpowers and things like that. But he's not, he's not ultimately anything, you know, and in fact, probably, right, one interpretation could be the, the reason he is able to do the things that he can, like an agent, is because he does carry that code <laughs> within him, right? Um, so, it's it's interesting to, to, to look back at all those things, and, you know, at the, many people were left wondering, uh, as far as when it was announced, you know, how is Neo back? And it's interesting because at the end of Revolutions, the, the Oracle herself says, you know, um, basically we might see Neo again, right? Um, so that that door was always open right, right from the get-go. And so it's interesting that it happened in this way, you know? Um, I never really played the Matrix online, but, you know, that storyline, that initial storyline was about humans trying to get Neo's body back to Zion and that never came to fruition and certainly that's kind of what this story is ultimately about um, you know at least like the the jumping off point and you know the, the way it comes into it um this like it was kind of it, it was a head trip you know like um I had the sense that like of course Neo was always in the matrix right um, but the longer it kind of played out, it really started messing with your head like it did for Neo. And then as an audience member, I'm like, oh, I'm like, he's not just going to be a game designer, right? Like, they're not just going to say the Matrix was a video game that, that they invented and that's it because that, w- that would be lame. And so I'm glad they didn't, but, but I do think like they, for me, they, they played it really well where it had me questioning my own sanity, <laughs> right? With the material. It made me really work you know, how I was viewing the original trilogy as this movie was happening. Um, and I do appreciate uh, how Neo has a different look, right? Um, and how it makes sense, how he's not the Thomas Anderson that we know. And I think just from an acting perspective, that, that was a better choice for him, too, because he can look at it differently, you know, the, the text differently in that way. Um, you know, to me, it's almost like Tony Lung, who was in um in the mood for love and then he's essentially playing the same character in 2046 but just a, a different kind of way about it um i mean that's oversimplifying it but but so he chose as an actor to have a mustache in 2046 and director wong car y was originally hesitant towards it and then um a couple weeks into he's like you know thank god you pushed me for that type of thing, um for that mustache because it really makes the character right so so just that differentiation I thought really works well, and, you know, whoever made that choice, kudos to them, right? Um, but I do, you know, I, I, I've been hinting at this idea that, that I like how it continues the lore, right? Um, I think all the things that the original movies introduced play out in neat ways here, and play out very logically, right? It doesn't feel like pulling of the rug and even if it did at least it you know um, like it feels organic um, in this way right Um, and I think it justifies its existence right I mean some people are like okay it's a little bit didactic with its take on franchises and reboots and sequels um, and yet it's so organic for the Matrix universe itself. Right? And so I, I, I don't think it's heavy hand, handed in that way. Like it was always part of the subtext, not necessarily franchises and sequels, but um, this idea of you know, originality and creativity and so forth, right? Um, you know, because like the, the original, really what it came down to was, can you have free will when everything is predetermined, right? With the cause and effect stuff. And um, ultimately, it's, it's a very ironic thing because yes and no, right? Um, and here it continues that idea. And what I love about it is that it does take back control, you know? Um, Especially like like the ending for me, one of I, I just love it, like it's um it's basically <laughs> I'm surprised it got made <coughs> excuse me at all because of all the FUs to like Warner Brothers. Cause especially like overtly as well as directly, um because at the end the end is a little bit more subdued, but it's basically saying like, hey, allow artists to create and stop like just requesting, you know, stop just greenlighting um, all this, uh, all this franchise and sequels and reboots and all that stuff, right? Just IP, IP, IP. Um, and yet, right? So that's the meta version of it. But then, of course, it, it, it makes sense within the. Um, the universe and things like that because they're talking about like people and sheep and uh, you know not really accepting it um, and it's true right uh, we, we see this evidence that still the, 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 the movies that make the most money are technically ones that people are familiar with so it is interesting to me um, I think again I know not everyone appreciates that aspect of it but I think I think it is relevant, and, and it does force us to think in different ways. And I appreciate... Like, that's what I appreciate most about the movie um, in the stuff that it opens up. Um, one of the things I didn't appreciate was... Uh, I mean, I, I liked what it was kind of maybe opening up. Um, is Smith, right? I didn't mind that they used a different Smith. Uh, but at the... I just didn't like how they hand... I I... I and maybe I need to sit with it and really re-watch it. But, but I am curious, like your take on what the hell happens with Smith at the end. Um, you know, he was he was helping them out, but and then because they were aligned, but then essentially, you know, he gets taken over by the analyst and and his sort of programming. Um, but that's after he basically declares this is where our path's like you know, our, our alliance is split. Um, see, I was, I was very curious about that aspect of it. Um, as far as the secondary characters, um, the two in particular, like, A, I was curious, like, why, why didn't, they didn't choose to utilize the kid, right? You know, he was the first human that had freed himself, and he played such a big role in, uh, certainly three, right? Matrix Revolutions. Um, so why I, why didn't they utilize him? Um, Niobe, I thought they used well, although I would love, you know, perhaps more scenes with her if possible. But I knew, you yeah, it is what it is. Um, Sati, I was very excited, especially played by Priyanka uh, Chopra, to see what they would do with her, um... And I was a little bit, you know, that was one aspect, like, I was underwhelmed by. You know, because she was made out to be this, such a, like, important character within revolutions. And I thought, finally, that would come to fruition. And it did. I just expected it to be a little bit more grander than it was. Um, So I can't say that I wasn't disappointed by that. I really wanted to, you know, I mean... I really do love Sati, and and I want more for her in these movies, and I'm just not getting it. But I'd be curious your take on it. And like I said, I mean, she does; she's integral to the plot because she she helps them out. Um, but whereas, like in the, you know, even like the first one, it it leaves with Seraph, Sati, and and the Oracle, and. You know, she, she's the one who, like, changes the Sky, and she says, you know, from Neo. So it's interesting that it doesn't go beyond that um, in a deeper way here. I don't, know, I don't know how to quite explain it, but it just wasn't as satisfying. Um, the thing that underwhelmed me even more was the use of the, the Frenchman. I didn't even need the Frenchman in this version. I think that was just shoehorning it in, and if there was a point at which it got too meta... Um, it was with that. And, and part of it was because he's just this hobo. As a, you know, he, he's basically like, he <laughs> looks the worst version of the train man than, than himself. And I understand that's because, you know, that, that's the show, the decay of his life in this reality. Uh, but I didn't think it was necessary. I didn't think it added anything. It, it, to me, if anything, it just detracted. Um, so, and part of it, too, like, you know, in general, I think the action scenes weren't that memorable. Apart from maybe, like, the the opening scene, I thought, um, while not, like, in, insane and different than anything I've seen, I thought that was, was at least, like, a, a slightly above average. Um, and I, I did appreciate the ending where they jump, but especially, like, you know, here where they're fighting the exiles, and Neo is fighting Smith. It felt like it should have been bigger, and part of it was, you know, I'll talk about, like, the stakes um, just didn't f- have this weight in that moment. Um, and then the other thing, yeah, it just, um, it just didn't look that great. And so, you know, all those things combined, and, and seeing the, the Frenchmen and, and ex- as, as exiles... Just underwhelmed me, right? So, um, the Frenchman and his exiles—I could have done without. Um, I did love Bugs, um, the, the new character. Um, I thought she was great, um, and yeah, you know, I thought I thought that worked well. As far as you know, in many ways, I'm still trying to go deeper down the rabbit hole of fully understanding the story you know i mean on its surface it's about you know they've rebooted the matrix um in order to keep it going they need both neo and trinity um but neo wakes up and he wants to do the same for trinity and by doing that um They can essentially free minds potentially um, and remake the matrix, right? Um, as they see fit. Um, and, you know, there's that aspect of, um, in many ways, it's, it, it's like the great debate between um, Huxley and Orwell, right? Huxley of Brave, Brave New World and, and Orwell of uh, 1984. This idea of, you know, do you keep people down by fear or do you entertain them? And I like that, you know, this version of the matrix, um, as dictated by the analyst was a lot more about just feeding people, (laughs) uh, you know, their insatiable thirst for being entertained, right? Um, on an individualized level versus like just creating this fake reality. Um, so, so I did appreciate that, um. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I know I'm kind of rambling and going all over the board. Um, you know, I hope to actually do a version like this, like more more of a roundtable version. But um, nonetheless, I just wanted to get my thoughts out about this movie and just open up the dialogue. You know, um, I, I think there's many people, like I said, I mean, it's, it's easy to, I think, look for holes um, and find why it doesn't work, but I, th- but I do appreciate that it takes the swing, I'm amazed that it got made, and, um, ultimately, I, th- I, th- I like it as another audition, you know, uh, oh, before I wrap out, I should, um, also mention, you know, um, I did like how they handled Morpheus, um, the fact that he's a program now, and instead of himself, you know, that's, um, that does tie into the games um i'm still trying like because i've not played the matrix online it's tough to say like how much of that stuff is like actually tied in um to this world or not um i did play enter the matrix i didn't play path of neo or the matrix online um um, but yeah so i'm i'm amazed that this movie exists i would be shocked if another one did come out but you know we'll see um and yeah, that's those. Those are my thoughts. Um, thank you as always for joining me. Um, please comment down below, uh, share your thoughts and opinions. I would love to have a discussion. If you didn't like the movie as much as I did, that's okay. Um, we can discuss it. Um, you be respectful, I'll be respectful back, type of thing. Um, if you did appreciate it, you know, let me know what you appreciate. Is it the same as me? Is it different? All that stuff. Um, thank you so much. I appreciate you